and welcome to Rogue Pixels, the podcast that shares your love of the biggest and best animations online. Each week, I, Colm O'Hearn, chat with the creators of the most successful tunes on the internet to learn all about how those cartoons came into existence. And this week, we are talking about Super Anime Brothers, one of the most twisty-turny tales to ever feature the plumber siblings Mario and Luigi from YouTube creator Mashed. All three parts of Super Anime Bros were released over a two-year period from 2019 to 2021. And at time of recording, the series has received over 75 million views. And, importantly... Not a Chris Pratt in sight. So why don't you have a listen to a short clip to remind yourself of this trilogy, and then I'll be right back with Super Anime Brothers writer and animator, and one of the founding members of the Pegabarians, Florian Walraven, to chat all about the cartoon. Luigi! <laughs> I guess this is farewell, brother. I'll leave the rest to you. Joining me today to talk about the true Super Mario Brothers movie is a first-time Rogue Pixels guest and host of Amazing Animation Analysis. It's Florian Walraven. Hello, Florian. Hello. You are, in fact, the first non-full-time member of the MASH team that I've had on the podcast, whilst, of course, you have and continue to work on many mashed projects. Yes. Can you give the listeners a bit of an insight into your role in the world of animation? And I know I, there are quite, I mean, maybe saying your role is uh, funneling us into one neat little place because I know you do quite a lot, but could you give the listener a bit of an outline as to what you do in animation? I guess I'm an animation director first, and I also do script writing and animatics and stuff. Uh, basically a director in the sense of I create the entire video myself or uh, do a lot of that um, as well. But for MASH these days, I'm more doing script and animatic. And usually a lot of my work is anime inspired or has an anime tinge to it. And otherwise I do some stuff on the internet where I analyze animation and see what makes them so great. Mm-hmm. So... Before we get into the ins and outs of what you did on Super Anime Brothers, can you, Florian, sum up the story of Super Anime Brothers in 60 seconds or less, please? I think I just need one line, really. What if Mario anime? Done. About three seconds, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I could go a bit more in detail, but I, I think that's just what it is. I guess what if Mario is anime and what if we have a lot of twists? which anime is famous for, about the rivalry of the two brothers. I mean, that does, because I was going to ask you a question about that. Like, I, I rewatched the three parts of the cartoon before this podcast, and the thing that stood out to me, of course, was your fondness of anime and how this cartoon, it sort of takes the pace out of anime. Yes. In an affectionate way, I should say. Like you have multiple double crosses, monologues galore, glorious flashbacks in the middle of fights, over the top dialogue. From my perspective, like it, it appears to be a knowing kind of giggle at anime. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the piss out of it, but I'm also, I feel like 
showing what's cool about anime at the same time. I mean, if, if I'm just taking the piss out of it, I don't do the fans of anime any justice. And I'm a fan of myself, of course. So I feel like if you want to create something that shows both views of what a subject is about, in this case, anime, you got to make it at least a little bit cool or show the cool parts and also see what's dumb about it. Because I think fans of anime also have like this feeling like, oh yeah, it's kind of dumb, but I like it. <laughs> and I, w- I wanted to show that in Super Anime Brothers as well. It's clear when you're watching it how faithful it is to the style, but yeah, with a kind of a wink and a nod to how silly anime can be, I guess. Yes, yes. I made reference to earlier about you wearing multiple hats in the world of animation, but your involvement in Super Anime Bros is multi-pronged. In parts one and two, you wrote, uh, you voiced the non-anime versions of Mario and Luigi. You did everything animation-wise, to the best of my knowledge. Yes, for part two, I had um, some help from my colleagues for the animation. Um, But for part two, I did uh, most of the animation and all the directing and all that other stuff. And and then for part three, you wrote the script and looked after pre-production, but you didn't do the final animation on the cartoon itself. Yes. I'll come back to that last part in a bit. Firstly, I guess, you know, we, we've mentioned it a few times. You mentioned it when describe, outlining the story. Uh, I've mentioned your, your fondness for the genre. But why anime? Why Mario but anime? Why anime? <laughs> I mean, it's a decision I back, I will say. But how do you go, yeah, this, this is a perfect setting to tell the story of Mario and Luigi. Well, because first of all, anime is just a good fit for me, I guess. And Mario and Luigi are such great blank slates that you can put anything on them. But there's also a little bit of a story in, in Mario and Luigi, like Luigi's number two and Mario is just sort of more confident and better. And I wanted to focus on that. And anime, I guess, is just the medium I I usually like to tell my stories. And just from the first idea, what if Mario anime? (laughs) It it sort of just rolls from there. Like, yeah, what if these two characters were in an anime world? What would happen? And then immediately after that, I start thinking about twists and about just the one fact of Mario and Luigi sort of being rivals because it's also very anime-like and also being British at the same time. I think maybe is the answer, why not, to the question, why Mario but anime? Yes. Another thing I wanted to ask you about was the different art styles between all three parts, because obviously all very anime, but all very different. Does it go back to your love of anime and your plucking from different series that you have watched like Dragon Ball and Jojo. Yes. Yes. Although the first one is, it is sort of Jojo. Like we we didn't have a specific idea of it's going to be Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. The art style is actually Fist of the North Star, which Jojo's Bizarre Adventure really looks a lot like Fist of the North Star, but I was using reference of Fist of the North Star. I don't know if you know this anime. It's one of the first anime I watched where Basically, what if somebody could punch someone and their head explodes using key? That's basically what the anime is about. I thought for the first Super Anime Brothers, what if we start on this kind of paper Mario, kind of Mario Luigi, very cute, uh, very round. And what would be the most different style compared to that? And that would be sort of Fist of the North, or very angular and very 
manly and rough. And I think because I don't really feel like I've got a super set style that I could go into that path more and use that kind of reference and really have the juxtaposition of these characters are first cute and not anime and then they're really extremely anime because there's also animes that are designed more cute or more more much more realistic and i think this goes more into the realism part of anime part two then would have been sort of dragon ball s it's 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 100 dragon ball z yes <laughs> and part three was one that i i couldn't quite put my finger on then uh, it's one piece right okay Speaking about part three, I mentioned earlier that your work was more in the pre-production phase. So you did the animatic, the character designs, the script, whereas you did all of that and the final animation for parts one and two. So I suppose my first question might result in a pretty straightforward answer, but how come you didn't work on final animation for part three? Was it just time or scheduling? Or Yeah, it's, it really is the amount of time. Because part three is six minutes and it's also budget. Say the animatic takes two weeks. I think for part three, it took more like uh, three weeks. Then finalizing the entire cartoon and doing all the animation for it is probably going to take three months or something like that. So yeah, it's budget and it's uh, time-wise. When a series is as successful as Super Anime Brothers had been from part one and part two leading into part three. Is there a part of you that doesn't want to give up the control that you have had over the series? And that's no knock on the fantastic animators that worked on part three. They all did a brilliant job. I'm more just asking you as the creative, is it difficult to seed that control that you had not difficult to give up the control it is a bit more difficult to watch it after it's done right because then you're like ah i envisioned something different or some some different animation for this because i've also done just uh scripts for mash that was anime uh, sonic or jojo's bizarre adventure plus sonic and there i just did the script and then the idea is just really in my head or in the lines and when you give it to someone else, you're a bit further removed from it. Mm-hmm. And if you do the animatic yourself, as with part three of Super Animal Brothers, I start to live it a bit more. And I'm starting to think of, ah, it would be cool if this animated like this. You're, you're much more part of the process and part of what you think the end result is going to be. So, yes, it is a bit hard to sort of give it up. But yeah, at some point, you also got to think about budget and time and stuff do you prefer a project that is in totality yours and you're like writing you're anim you're doing pre-production you're animating you're doing everything or do you prefer more something more collaborative i guess it's uh difficult to answer because one yes i like doing everything but at the same time when i finish the animatic i feel like okay it's it's so done that I feel like the video is also sort of completed because the jokes work. Everything just works. Mm-hmm. And usually my animatics are pretty detailed. You can basically just <laughs> clean it up and it's sort of ready to go. So it does feel like the video is done and that chapter is sort of closed. But when I do get to animation, I also get to points where I really enjoy just finalizing it and doing the little animations. But 
Uh, at the same time, if you're working on a project for three months, then at some point you're gonna hate it <laughs> <laughs> or you're gonna feel like ah, this again. And it's, it just takes a long time and I'm sort of a perfectionist. So at the end, you're going to export like 50 versions and you're going to be like, ah, this little thing should be different. And this little final, thing. final, final, really final. Yeah, exactly. Because if I see it, I can't just leave it unless uh, there's uh, some sort of deadline uh, or a deadline I set for myself. I'm like, okay, this is good enough. This is good enough. It, it kind of depends because with MASH, sometimes it feels you are so free in what you create that uh, you can put the extra dots on the eyes and stuff. Uh, it's it's just yourself. You have to keep yourself from saying, okay, this is good enough. Can you remember how long Super Anime Brothers took? Was one more difficult than the other? I can actually tell you exactly how many hours it took. I have a very um, detailed sheet I keep for, for how long everything takes. Mm. Wait, Super Anime Brothers 3. At least I can tell you about the. It took 80 hours for up to the animatic. Now, if we have the exact number for part three, of course, you want to know the exact number for. <laughs> Dang, I don't think I have it. Oh, oh no. That's okay. <laughs> all right. I, I was going to be all flexing, like I, I keep all my numbers together. And then, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, let's just say I think um, one took a. A month, probably. Two, probably take two months. And three, it's just because, I don't know if you know One Piece, but in One Piece, it's all about backstories and how sad can a backstory be. And so if you have to have a lot of backstories, it just takes a really long time. Or the videos just gets bigger, you know, to make the, the joke land. So yeah, each episode just got bigger and bigger. I will never forgive you, Luigi. <laughs> yeah, Luigi's orders. Give me the coins. This is all I have. <laughs> is that it, old man? That's only enough for one toad. Choose which one. Choose. Oh, no. Uh, I choose toad. Daddy. No, right. Clean up the rest. <laughs> Something I want to start kind of doing more regularly on this podcast is ask the people who are behind these cartoons what their favorite parts of the cartoons are so florian yes what is your favorite part of super anime brothers 16 minutes runtime oh, Any, anything at all it could be the part of it that you know you you overcame a great challenge while working on it could be a great joke that lands could be Anything at all. Can I split them up in parts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I just rewatched them all. And I think in the first one, I really like how Guiji landed. Like uh, when I watch it again and I can sort of turn off like uh, working on it and um, um, remembering every part of, of working on it, then I feel like, yeah, Guiji coming in really feels like a surprise and it feels like a, a nice, uh, it, it feels like, uh, it fits in a way like, ah, of course, Guiji also is, is, is sick of being number two. So I really liked how that uh, landed for me, I guess. I don't know about people who watch it. And of course, Mick Lauer does a really good job at the voice acting of that one too. Part two is really a lot like the, the Dragon Ball Z fight of Piccolo and Goku and, Re and Reddit. It's like 
um, almost, it's not shot for shot, but it's almost the same. But I think I really like the style in that one. Uh, I think uh, Goku as Mario just works well. And, and um, because you want to first look at the two styles that you're going to mash up and see what are the most recognizable parts about Mario and Luigi, for instance. And that's just, if you just take everything away from Mario and Luigi, it's, I think it's just a hat and the mustache just really works. <laughs> I think if you just have that, then you know, okay, this Mario and this Luigi. And combining that with what makes uh, Dragon Ball work is really, it's, it's as opposed to all other anime, because I think Dragon Ball is really looks quite unique. Um, I mean, it feels like it's standard, but but that's just because it's so old and because a lot of people have seen it, but it really is quite unique in how it looks and combining that with Mario and making it work. And especially uh, Bowser, I think he worked really well in a Dragon Ball Z setting. Mm-hmm. And for part three, I think the backstories were fun to come up with. How can I make this backstory even sadder than the, the previous one? And um, making Waluigi's backstory just silly. The saddest of them all. The most tragic backstory, of course. Now, obviously, an important part of videos on the internet is the comment section. So I have poured over all 45,000 comments uh, on each of the individual videos. I've looked at every single one and I've weighed up their quality against each other. Yes. And I've picked out a couple. So I have one here from Ivata Ja on Super Anime Brothers 1. They said, me at the ending. Hey, that worked out for the best. No one got hurt except Guiji. Then I remembered the man who looked very much like Mario melted. Yes. How how does that make you feel, Florian? How does that be? People don't forget about this guy, this nameless. Yes. Mario lookalike. Makes me feel great. (laughs) (laughs) No, um. I remember having a, a chat with uh, with Tom about it, about um, us maybe giving him uh, the man that died like a skull that comes up from the lava. Like, oh yeah, this guy's dead. And I thought, or I told Tom, um, we could just keep it like this and then it's sort of a secret. And then people at the end of the video might think, ah, that guy's really dead. I guess it's, it was sort of planned. In a way, and seeing it in the comments is really fun to see. Like when you put a secret joke in there and people catch it, it's it's uh, feels good. Yeah. Except for the guy that's dead. <laughs> so so Mario actually is the real bastard here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Uh, on Super Anime Brothers Two, the commenter by the name of John, which I always enjoy when people just have rather than other names and they're just just John. Uh, John John. said the voice actor for Luigi actually gave a top tier anime performance. I got really into it because of how convincing his acting is. And that was obviously Blake Swift, who was the voice actor for Luigi. And you said Mick Lauer did Guigi. Alex Walker Smith did did Mario. Like there's Gabe Kunda did Bowser in part two. I think that that's probably why people gravitated towards the series as well so much was yes it was reminiscent of other anime that they had watched but if you don't know anything about uh, those other anime you can kind of appreciate it for what it is because of the quality in in the animation yeah and the the acting from from all the people brother 
Bowser is too strong. We're gonna have to use my new attack. Luigi, you mean the one you were planning to use on me? <laughs> so you knew about that, huh? <laughs> a brother always knows, Luigi. It's a shame I'll have to show it off here, but it'll be a nice test run before using it on you. There is one problem, though. It's quite powerful. It's gonna take me some time to power it up. Don't worry about that, Luigi. You start powering up your technique and leave Bowser to me! Yes, I really think they, they did a great job on um, selling the anime vibe as well, because usually if you've got like anime dubs, they kind of go over the top in their own weird anime dub way. And I think they don't just put on a, like a good performance, but they also kind of get that anime dub vibe, which works great. And um, yeah, sometimes with my own cartoons, I do uh, the voice myself, but I'm not really voice actor. I just do funny voices from time to time. And when other voice actors are in the videos I create, it just makes it really a lot better. <laughs> And it's also more fun for me because I get to edit stuff on someone else's voice and I don't have to hear my own voice all the time. <laughs> There's some people who love that. Yeah. <laughs> love the sound of their own voice. On Super Anime Brothers 3, Unbound Soul commented and they said, Toad's backstory was the saddest. Chomps was more life-saving than sad. And Waluigi's was just silly. I love this. He is wrong, of course. I mean, Waluigi was clearly the saddest. Tennis is cancelled. Yes. How sadder can you get? And on Super Anime Brothers All Episodes video, and actually before I, I read out this comment, this is something that when looking through comments, maybe one of the more common comments I saw pop up. So now, Florian, you can put this question to bed once and for all, and people don't have to ask it any longer. Yes. So the end 4444 said, wait, how did Luigi get his arm back in episode three? I suppose he could have had his or Mario's arm surgically attached. What say you to Luigi's arm growth? Well, there's uh, sort of a, a, a debate in part two, too. In part two, too. Because he gets his arm cut off uh, in part two. And then he does another uh, special green cannon. And his arm is back. It's reattached. Uh, that was just a mistake, <laughs> but people caught it and they're like, Hey, this arm grows back and then it's, then it's gone again. And they were like, this is so much like a anime mistake. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. It was intentional. And then it grows back in, uh, episode three, I guess. I think we were like, okay, we want to make it call back to part two, but we don't want to have too much information like, oh, why is his arm gone? So I just decided, let's just reattach his arm. And in One Piece, if someone has like a ability where he can turn into sand or he can turn into fire, uh, you can just cut the arm and then it turns to fire and then it's it's all right again. So it's, it's sort of like a decision of, uh, let's just put his arm back on there uh, to make it easier for other viewers to be like, did not have too many questions. Excellent. Well, after all that excitement, Florian, it is time to test your knowledge. Oh, no. The central figure <laughs> of this very cartoon. So we're going to find out how well does Florian Walraven know the Super Mario Brothers character, Luigi. So let's play a little quiz with added cheesy quiz music.
So a few questions here for you, Florian. And I'm sure you've been studying all evening before doing this podcast. So yes. questions on Luigi, the man, the myth, the legend. So question one. While it feels like every calendar year is the year of Luigi, Nintendo did declare one particular year to be the year of Luigi. Can you tell me the year? Uh, I remember because uh, I think there was a special DS skin and there were Marius on it and there was one Luigi or something like that. I'm going to say 2060. Oh. No? <laughs> incorrect, <laughs> incorrect. It was, you're uh, a, a bit too recent. It was 2013. Oh. It was the year of Luigi. And it was basically a, a few Luigi games came out. Like you had Luigi's Mansion 2, uh. New Super Luigi U, Dr. Luigi, and there's one other I can't remember. Dr. Luigi? Yeah. Oh. Question two. Two actors have portrayed Luigi on television and in movies in a live action setting. Can you tell me the names of those actors? Uh, brackets. And there's also a third actor playing Luigi in a movie coming out very soon. Although at time of recording, we haven't seen it. So we don't know if there will be a live action bit in that movie. So yeah, to date, two, two live action characters. Yes. Or actors. Uh, I know the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, but I don't know the name. And I know there's a, the Super Mario Brothers movie. I don't know the name either. I'm very bad with names, but I, I could picture them in my mind, if you will, if that gives me half a point. I'll, g- I'll give you half a point. if you can. Who's playing Luigi in the animated film that's coming out very soon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, in Super Mario Brothers Super Show, you had uh, Danny Wells was the name of the actor. And in the movie, the Bob Hoskins movie from 1993, uh, opposite Bob Hoskins, you had John Leguizamo was uh, ah, yes. play, played Luigi. And in yeah, the the 2023 Super Mario Brothers movie, as Charlie Day, he of um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Ah, okay, yes. Uh, so a few questions on the on Super Anime Brothers itself. No, hmm. maybe I remember. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so your first question in this round, what is the first line of dialogue that comes out of Luigi's mouth in Super Anime Brothers Part 1? And I needed word perfect, Florian. Oh, no. Okay, wait. <laughs> I think it's... Do... Do... Uh, was count? I was going to... I, <laughs> forgot to mention I, because I did because I didn't mention it I'll give you a point because yeah he does actually say wow but I, uh, I think his line is oh no Mario help very close very like it's Mario no help me Mario Mario <laughs> <laughs> but but you still in fact you, you like he does say wow when he's yeah. when he jumps on a technicality next question what is the last line of dialogue that comes out of Luigi's mouth in Super Anime Brothers part 3 uh, part 3 uh, okay his final attack is Brucchiare I think and then uh, it's a very short line he has this is at the end does, of the does video count <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the last thing he says um, wait, uh, Wario's like, uh, my final attack, fart, fart, missed. And 
Luigi says, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? You're quite like in terms of the shortness. You're you're close. Luigi's final line in Super Anime Brothers Part Three is, "No." <laughs> Should have known. <laughs> Which yeah, is when he's just about to die before uh, or after Mario's or Wario's mega fair. Yes. So your final question then, Florian, and you you said you're you're not great with names, but we'll see how you do with this. Final question: What is Luigi's full name? Luigi Mario. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Well done. So two two points on the board. Not too yes. shabby. Um, I can tell you that people have done far, far worse. Um, so yeah, congratulations. Yeah, indeed, they are the Mario brothers. Yes. Like his brother is Mario Mario. Yeah. And in the film, uh, in the Bob Hoskins film, I think the lines go like, uh, oh, what's your name? Mario Mario. Uh, and what's your name? Luigi. Well, is your name Luigi Luigi? No, it's Luigi Mario. That was a pretty good bit. But a generation just went, what? What? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and our the, the final part of the show here is a segment we like to call In Case You Missed It, which is where I and my, my lovely guests this week, Florian, of course, we tell you about something that we saw on the internet, uh, a recommendation from each of us. And yes, it can be something from... Recently, it can be something from a while ago. There, it, it can be animation-based. doesn't have to be animation-based. There are zero rules, Florian. So what's something you'd like to recommend to uh, our listeners? I'm going to recommend the anime Hunter x Hunter. Do, do tell. Uh, if you're going to watch it, there's two versions. There's the old version uh, from, I don't know what year, and there's a new version from 2013. Uh, but... The old version was made while the manga was still being made and they put a lot of um, filler in there. So episodes are way longer and they kind of stretch it out. So I think the new one is better because then the, the manga was already, it's, it's not done, but it was very far and it's, the pace is a bit faster and stuff. And what's cool about Hunter x Hunter is it looks like a typical shonen, but it's not like a typical shonen. It's very... Um, and shonen being stuff like uh, Dragon Ball Z and One Piece and those kind of animes. Um, uh, it has powers, of course, like a, a, any shonen, but uh, it all does things a little bit differently. At some point, the main character is just not in the story anymore. <laughs> main character is maybe also one of the weakest characters. Uh, and... Uh, I'm going to, I'm recommending it because I'm rewatching it now and it's, it's quite great. And the manga recently got picked up again, um, because the mangaka always has problems with his body. Uh, and it has a lot of rest in between, uh, chapters, but he picked it up again. So when you're done watching it, you can read it. Very good. And very quickly, one thing I'm going to recommend is a Twitter account. Oh, uh, so something much more disposable yeah. <laughs> than Florian's uh, recommendation. But it is a Twitter account called Brian's Gun, G-U-N-N. And I only discovered this recently, but it is phenomenal. It is one of my favorite Twitter accounts uh, of recent memory. And basically what it is, 
is showing the, you talk about the silliness, like, you know, having a fondness for something and enjoying the silliness of it. Um, this shows the silly side of football, soccer, because uh, what Brian's gun does is he takes a phrase that people use in interviews and he will just, he will put all of those into nice little compilation videos and it is terribly terribly entertaining like phrases like wand of a left foot is a phrase that just comes up a lot rub of the green decent outfit and then he'll just find all these examples of people saying that so yeah check that out uh okay if, if, if even if you're not into into the sport it is an enjoyable enjoyable twitter account um so yeah thank you very much for coming on the show, Florian. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. This now, of course, is where you get to uh, tell the people where they can find you on various social networks or platforms or wherever. What, what, whatever you want to plug, plug away. Um, you can find me on, I'm most active on Twitter at Pecbarians or just Florian Walraven. And I have a YouTube channel called Amazing Animation Analysis, uh, which is something I've, First episode was in 2018 or something. Um, but right now, uh, and I used to have a channel called Barbarians, but right now I'm put putting them on their own channel and re-editing them, making them um, smooth and a nice watching experience, cutting out all the fat and making it the uh, uh, best experience it can be if you want to learn about animation and just some fun tidbits about animation which I also post on my Twitter so you can also follow me on Twitter and get the same info perfect stuff thank you very much again Florian for coming on and if you'd like to it would be fantastic to have you on the show again sometime down the line of course And that just about does it. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please do subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. You can also find us on social media. We are at Rogue Pixels Pod. Get in touch and let us know who you would like to hear on the show. This has been a Spudgun Studios production. I have been Colin Ahern, and I'll see you again next week for another episode of Rogue Pixels. Rogue Pixels.